This is the intro for DM Radio. We're gonna talk about some stuff. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? My name is Dan, and this is the first ever episode of DM Radio. Uh, I am the host, producer, recorder, sound editor, uh, and everything that you can ever imagine that goes into DM Radio. Um, So welcome. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know that uh, this is going to be a show where I am sharing my thoughts and we're going to talk about some crazy stuff that's going on in the world, uh, maybe get a little bit of history, maybe get a little bit of um, you know fun facts in here as well. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing. This is my first time ever, so we're just going to go from there and uh, see if we can make this fun for everybody. Uh, just so you know, I am specifically designing this to be a nice break in between actual podcasts. So, uh, you know, when you're listening to your uh, BBC podcast or you're listening to, um, you know, your Joe Rogan experience, whatever it is, uh, I am creating this so you can have something to listen to in between those awesome two-hour, three-hour episodes that they have been known to do. So, a little bit of background about me. I am originally from Pennsylvania. I am in my mid to late 20s. And I am currently living in Florida and cannot wait to get the fuck out of Florida. So, that all being said, let's go and talk about some stuff that has been driving me insane lately. The first thing we're going to touch on is multi-level marketing. So, most of you have had some sort of interaction with these people. Uh, They are usually way too friendly, uh, they're way too chipper, and they have no problem approaching you, their own friends, and their own family to join their multi-level marketing, we'll call it an organization. Um, These are the people that make me lose faith in humanity. If I'm at the mall and I'm looking at uh, shirts and somebody comes up to me and says, oh, hey, I like your watch, I like your shoes. Uh, that is the first warning sign to me that they are trying to bring me in on their multi-level marketing scam. Uh, It's not enough anymore for you to just be nice to somebody, for you to say, hey, you know what, man? I really like your haircut. Or hey, you know, that's a great top you have on there, girl. Uh, Do your thing. Great job. Keep it up. No, there's always some sort of sales pitch coming after this. So, Uh, Just keep an eye out. And it's always somebody who's somewhere in their 20s. Usually, once you hit 30, you grow the hell up and realize that you are not going to make any money dedicating all of your time to this crazy organization that is here to abuse you and your friends and family. All of that being said, I have some warning signs for the average citizen like myself, like you, uh, because I have been approached in my lifetime at least a dozen times by multiple multi-level marketing or network marketing or peer-to-peer marketing organizations. And these are the signs that happens with every single one of these companies. So the first one, 
there is going to be a ton of ambiguity. Uh, these people will come up to you, they'll tell you how they have a great way to make money, a great way to escape the rat race, uh, they love to say that, uh, but they will not tell you what exactly you're doing or what exactly you are selling. Uh, I don't understand how they have the confidence to approach people when usually that's the first thing that somebody is going to ask. Uh, if I have a fruit stand on the side of the road and somebody comes up to my fruit stand and says, oh, hey, Dan, I'd like to buy some fruit from you. And I say, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Before you can get to my fruit, you're going to have to do some things for me. And I can't even guarantee that there is actually any fruit back here. And you would say, well, Dan, like you're, you're running a fruit stand. Like this, this looks like a fruit stand. This smells like a fruit stand. Like why, why is there no fruit? And I am going to say, well, I'm an idiot. Give me $500, read this book, and maybe, just maybe, I'll tell you how to get some fruit from this fruit stand. Now, if you find yourself in that scenario and you don't immediately hop back in your car and drive away, you go to the grocery store, you go to a fruit stand that is not run by a crazy person, um, you are what most people would consider a sucker. Somebody who falls into these organizations, somebody who abuses the time of their friends and family to bring them into these meetings and try to sell them uh, this snake oil medicine. So that is the first thing to look out for is ambiguity. If you ask them for a website, if you ask them for information, they are either not going to give it to you or they're going to try to detract from the conversation to get into another topic that they are more comfortable discussing, like topic number two. Uh, the second thing to watch out for are buzzwords and famous, well-known brands and companies. Uh, they love to use words like mentorship. They love to use uh, company names like Facebook, Google, Nike, Apple. You know, I'm recording this phone. I'm recording this podcast. Oh, God, this is going off the rails. I'm recording this podcast on an Apple iPhone. So I could easily say, oh, my podcast is affiliated with Apple. I'm going to be using Spotify to upload this. I could say my podcast is affiliated with Spotify. I'm using Google to search for topics that I want to discuss and I want to put in your ear. So I can very easily say I am affiliated with Google. Uh, at the end of the day, that does not mean anything. Uh, one of these scams that I ran into personally, this woman was intent on convincing me uh, that her business was legitimate. Oh, we are, uh, we're promoted through the Better Business Bureau. We're this, we're that. We're affiliated with Nike and Adidas and Apple and all of these fantastic brands that you and I know very well. And all she was trying to do was just get me signed up for some website where if I get people to click my special link and buy these products through my link, um, that is how I'm going to somehow make money. So what that turns into for me as the potential uh, ambassador to this program is I'm going around and posting this link on everything, trying to convince friends, family, uh, strangers to click on it and go to this sketchy website when there are hundreds of thousands of reputable dealers out there where you can easily buy a pair of Nike shoes 
a pair of Adidas sunglasses. You don't need to go to my special link in order to find these things. But maybe because you like me, you're going to help me out and throw me a bone and get this company some extra money. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand it. I haven't committed to any of these schemes long enough to actually figure out what uh, makes everything spin, uh, what keeps the lights on, but somehow they are still convincing people to join. And even now during this time of uh, massive unemployment and quarantine, they are still trying to convince people that there are ways to escape the rat race and make a boatload of money outside of working a normal nine to five job. Uh, this third thing, so if you're keeping track here, uh, the first thing was ambiguity or detraction from the actual topic at hand. The second was buzzwords and uh, famous brands and companies. The third one, uh, this is where the cultiness of these organizations really come out. All they will talk about once you get to a certain stage are the founders or this miracle worker of a businessman entrepreneur that started this company and has provided them with this opportunity. Uh, you will usually see one guy in a suit and he is very charismatic. He is borderline a cult leader. Uh, and he will go and just talk, 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 and he never really says anything. You know, he never really gives away any information. And this is all stuff that you can just read in a motivational book. You can go on a website with lots of motivational quotes and find basically exactly what he's saying. But he never really gives away any information. He'll throw some numbers out there. He'll make things sound really good. Oh, you know, 75% of our... Uh, ambassadors are able to succeed using this program. But if you commit and you have the grit to stick with this, you can make this work for yourself. And look at me, I'm 30 years old and I retired. Well, you want to know the reason why he's 30 years old and he retired? Either A, he, there's something that he's not telling you, some sort of actual background, some sort of actual career. Maybe he was a financial investor. Maybe he uh, just inherited a whole bunch of money, whatever it is, there's something he's not telling you. Or B, it's exactly what it looks like. And he has just been uh, siphoning money, taking money from people like you and I and getting us to just fund his ridiculous lifestyle. Either way, these people who are at the top of these organizations are definitely not trustworthy. Uh, a lot of the times as well, you will see a couple so it's a married couple that is the joint leadership of this organization. And uh, part of the reasoning behind that is they feel like if they have a woman involved at the top, that it is much less, um, much less scary for somebody to join. You know, if you see a guy in a suit, you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know how he got to this point. He has some special sauce that I don't. Uh, but if you see a couple, if you see a woman there, it's supposed to give you a sense of calm, give you a sense of um, nurturing that, you know, this mentorship program that you're entering into that you're going to get everybody in your life involved in is actually going to help you succeed. Um, it's just a ploy. They know what they're doing. They know how to trick people. So, you know, I'm going to wrap this up, but here is my main thing. If you are approached by one of these people just ask for information. That's the first thing you need to do. Ask for information 
and say to them that you would be interested in joining their organization, but you wanna research it a little more independently yourself. If they don't give you anything at all, just say, oh, well, no thank you. I'm not interested. I'm not gonna buy the cow if I cannot sample the milk, right? Uh, the second thing, if they do give you information, do your research, look this stuff up. Uh, I'm willing to bet 99% of the time, if you search the name of this company or you go on their website, there's not gonna be any actual product, there's not gonna be any actual service that they have. Uh, it is going to be just a whole bunch of buzzwords and about synergy and community and mentorship and that's all you're gonna see on there and it's not gonna get you anywhere. And if you go on Google and read reviews, you're gonna see how people got ripped off and you're also gonna see the crazy people who are currently in these organizations that are still promoting it. So uh, it's pretty easy to sniff it out once you get, you know, once you really get your fingers into it and can check it out. But uh, that is my rant on multi-level marketing, network marketing, and peer-to-peer -peer marketing. So please look out, uh, be cautious, because these people are on a rampage now that we are all stuck in quarantine and most of us, like myself, are out of jobs and desperate for work. So the next thing that I wanna get into, speaking of quarantine, speaking of people losing their absolute minds, um, I went on a run the other day. I've been going out running. Uh, the weather down here in Florida has actually been nice. It's the one thing that I still enjoy about living in this state. Um, and so I went out for a two mile run. Most of the time when I go out, I'll run anywhere from three to five miles. But I said, you know what? I'm feeling fast. I'm gonna try to see how quickly I can do this uh, and I'll get a quick run in. So I'm going, I'm about a hundred yards from the house and I see this guy in front of me. And now I've been going for at least two to three runs every single week uh, to help you know, break up the monotony of being inside all day. Uh, I've encountered other people on the sidewalk and I am a capable human being. I am able to acknowledge that there is a person in my way. I am able to choose a side of the sidewalk or if it's a group of people like a mother and child or somebody walking their dogs, uh, I am able to go onto the street or onto the grass and get around you, giving you at least six feet of space because I am a caring human being. I don't want to catch the Rona. You don't want to catch the Rona. And so I'm looking out for our best interest. Uh, in this situation, however, I was coming up uh, just about to round the corner and get to my house. And there's this man in my way, probably in his early to mid 60s. Uh, he's walking. He has a big weight vest on. And once I got about maybe 10 feet behind him, he hasn't chosen a side of the sidewalk. He hasn't moved to either side. It's not a very wide sidewalk at all. Um, so he is just walking right down the middle like he owns it. And I get about 10 feet behind him and he just stops. Now, granted, I'm trying to set a speed record here for myself. I'm trying to, you know, really book it to the house. And he just stops while I'm 10 feet behind him sticks both of his arms out. I had to quick juke out of the way and get to the side and then go back around him. And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything to the guy. I'm like, okay, like, you know, you're clearly a little crazy. Um, you know, maybe you're worried that somebody's gonna, you know, try to cough in your face and you are freaking out. This is your response 
to somebody coming up on you, um, you know, in a surprising situation. Okay, fine. He said something to me as I was going by. I'm really not sure. But so I go, I get to the house and I'm just stopped in front of the house. I'm trying to catch my breath. And then here he comes around in the corner and he hollers across the street at me. He's like, don't you know about social distancing? And that just, it set me off. I had the testosterone going. I had the endorphins going. And, you know, given the situation that he just put me through, I was pretty pissed off. And so I yelled back at him. You think I don't know about social distancing? Look at you, you stupid old fuck. You stopped in the middle of the street and you stuck your arms out and just expected me to figure out how to go around you. This is not a very wide area for me to maneuver. Like, what is wrong with you, man? And he starts, like, clapping back at me. And he's saying, oh, well, like, I don't know what's wrong with you, young people. My son is a doctor in the ER room. And I know a little bit about medicine myself. And I try to practice social distancing. And granted, this guy, he is not a very big individual. He is not Joel Embiid. He is not Anthony Davis. This guy does not have long arms. So him stopping in the middle of the sidewalk and sticking his arms out, at most, at the very most, he is getting like three feet of space on either side. So right then and there, him doing that is just encouraging me in this tight area of maneuverability. He's encouraging me to just get close to him so I can make it through so I can get past and just go on my way. He does not have a wingspan that allows him to keep somebody at six foot distance. That's just, that's science. That's a fact. So he's hollering at me and I'm just losing it. I'm on the sidewalk. I'm swearing at him. I'm, I'm furious because I can't figure out why somebody in their right mind would do that. Like if you were walking on the sidewalk and you heard somebody running up behind you and he, and I quote, he said that I was huffing and puffing, breathing all over the place, hogging up all the air (laughs) as I was coming up on him. And you know, yeah, like, yeah, I was running. Of course I'm going to be breathing heavier. Like that's part of exercise. You breathe heavier when you exercise. And so he is just going off on this tangent and I look and I notice like the guy's not wearing a face mask. He's going for a stroll, just trying to keep his old legs moving and limber, and he's not even wearing a face mask, and here he is, like, criticizing me for not properly social distancing. It's like, bro, if you really cared, you'd be wearing a face mask, you'd be walking in the street and not on the sidewalk where other people are walking. Like, you're just out here looking for a problem. So this brings me to my point. There are a ton of people that have been affected negatively by the coronavirus, by quarantine. Uh, It is taking some serious mental health, social health effects on everybody, uh, myself included. You know, I am the type of person where even before corona, uh, you know, I like to go out, I like to party, I like to have fun. But even before corona, I had no problem just hanging out, watching movies, uh, playing video games, reading books, um, you know, doing stuff inside. And now you have a massive influx of people who are, do not live that type of lifestyle. Uh, They're used to going out to nightclubs, to bars, to uh, 
events to all sorts of things every single night and you know they don't understand what it's like to be by yourself to be in a quiet situation where you have to find a way to entertain yourself and you know i'm not saying either side is right but what i am saying is that you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the world to make sure that you are adhering to the proper protocol you know, none of us should be out protesting. None of us should be out like these people in Michigan or, you know, I just saw in my home state of Pennsylvania that uh, people were out protesting saying, we need haircuts. We want to work. Well, yeah, I'd love to get a haircut. I'd love to be able to go back to work. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen for a while. And you going out without a mask on and you going out getting close to people and making life more difficult for them as they're trying to just exercise is not going to help anybody. You know, we need to band together and agree to support each other in order to actually make this whole thing go away. You know, I can't speak to 2021, 2022, like whatever's going to happen next year. You know, a lot of experts have predicted that this could come back. And I'm not going to claim to be an expert, but I can tell you that if we stay inside and we stay the heck away from each other, for as long as we can until all of these sanctions are lifted, then we're all going to be better off for it. So take care of each other. Be good to each other. You're going to run into stupid people. There's a lot of stupid people out there. But make sure that you are doing the right thing when you have encounters. You know, Keep yourself distanced. Wear a face mask. Uh, do whatever it takes to make sure that you aren't contributing to the problem and that you are contributing to the solution. And guys, uh, that is about my time. Um, you know, I think this went pretty well. I enjoyed ranting to all of you for 20 minutes. So uh, keep an eye out for the next episode. And until then, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and stay just a little crazy. Uh, I'll talk to you all soon.